On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Scholars suggest that the context of Psalm 20 was during the Israelites' war with the Ammonites and Syrians back around 1036 BC. King David was warring then, and he was leading, and he had a whomping win here, as victory would tell it. Although we can so easily relate to the Psalms because they're emotionally expressive and because David was a man after God's own heart, we can also relate because David had some pretty pretty serious hangups in his life, you know, those major bumps in the road, so to speak. And if you're like I am, maybe you also love a whole lot because you've been forgiven a whole lot, just like David. But, you know, sometimes, however, I find it a bit harder to relate to the Psalms when it mentions enemies. And, you know, that's a fairly common theme. In other words, I'm not running and hiding from anyone here in Midway. I mean, I'm not like camping out and running for my life. I'm not hanging out in caves. I don't have a band of warriors around me, those sorts of things. And, and you know, I don't go to battle in any way in the literal sense like David did. But as a Christian, I certainly fight a spiritual war and I must constantly be on the lookout for the enemy, right? The enemy of my soul for all his traps. Too often he hurls fiery darts in the form of lies, which, you know, cause a direct hit on my mind, which powerfully then impacts my brain. You know, our mind influences our brain. Our thoughts can change our brain, literally, but only if I come into agreement with those lies. You know, this enemy is a cheat. He is a master deceiver, and I certainly don't want to suit up to play on his team. This psalm seems to be written from the people as they speak directly to their king, King David. They rise up and they pray for their leader, much like we, the church, should rise up and pray for our nation's leaders. One of the lines from Psalm 20 says this, May the Lord grant you your heart's desire. And this is where I'm going to take a radical application stretch here. I'm going to pivot a little bit on this because I'd like to talk about the desires of our hearts. Now, you can rest assured that the enemy is the last one who wants you to walk out your journey on earth and your time here by fulfilling your desires. Nope. He longs to thwart your desires and squash your dreams. I'd like to encourage us all to push back against the enemy of our soul. But first, take a moment to ask yourself, what are my dreams? What are the desires of my heart? Often your purpose and passion directly line up with the things that you're naturally gifted at. It may even surprise you and others, but look at David. He was a shepherd boy who played instruments, yet it was this humility that coined him God's anointed and catapulted him toward becoming a great leader over the nation of Israel. He actually was an amazing warrior king who faced his fears 
with unbending courage and determination, but some might really slight him when it comes to the leadership side of things. Sometimes he seemed to get bored or distracted, and he shied away from facing the hard stuff. His family suffered quite a bit for it. You know, he was a gifted writer, and he stepped into his calling and desired to honor the Lord through crafting words on a page. So, let me ask you, Brain Changer, what is your dream? Do you remember all the folks who built the tabernacle during the Exodus? Well, they were highly skilled. They were the best in their craft. Find that place where your passion intersects with your natural giftings. For as much as I may enjoy painting, I'm not exactly gifted in that department, much like my friend Belinda is. But ask me to write something and I'm on it. Plus, writing is easy and it's almost effortless for me to do. Trust me, you don't want to have me as your partner in Pictionary or SketchUp because I'm not exactly that good drawing stuff. Have you found victory in facing off with the giants and the obstacles that lie in your path as you attempt to step into your purpose? Or are the fiery darts of the enemy holding you back? Still holding you back? Could this be the day to step up to the plate and pivot? I discovered five questions that you can ask yourself as you validate your desires or explore your calling and purpose. And here they are. Number one, do your desires line up with God's will? And how do you know? Well, we've two great ways to find out. We pray asking God to remind us if we don't already know, and to reveal to us what we're really good at and what we enjoy doing. Let's say you long to open a pastry shop or perhaps write a book of your own. We'll pray about it. Ask God for the victory in this area of your life and then expect it. You really don't have to know the how because you know the who. So often people are held back because they're, they're like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. Well, you can learn. Be committed to learning and know that you do know the who. You know God and he's going to look after you and help you in this area. Go to his word to make sure your dreams and desires and the way, the way and the means are all ethically solvent and attainable. So number one, make sure your desires are God's desires for you. And then number two, the question is, are your desires others oriented? You can bet that when you desire to help and serve others, God will certainly be pleased and will honor your efforts. When you are service minded or service hearted, this will keep you humble and longing to learn. You know, I love to travel. I'm the biggest geography nerd you may know, but I also don't like to travel just for travel's sake. I like to combine my desires with the notion of helping others in the process. It doubles the pleasure, really. For example, for I'm not sure how many years I had planned to make it over to Spain. And finally, in 2019, the opportunity arose and I went. But I also spent a week teaching professionals how to speak English while I was there. I wanted to leave something of myself behind in Spain. And this is why missions trips are amazing opportunities to feed your passion for travel and also to serve and help others by bringing them a new perspective on Christianity, benevolence, and kindness all at the same time. So number one, do your desires line up with God's will? And number two, are they others oriented? Number three, and we've alluded to this one already, but do your desires reflect a natural calling or gifting that you have? What do you love doing? Does it come easily for you? Do you often find yourself in the zone when when you're doing this thing? 
you're sure to hit a home run when you spend time and energy attempting to master something that you can indeed master. In other words, if I long to be a ballet dancer or a professional athlete, well, my body isn't quite lined up right for those pursuits. And besides, I don't really want to do those things. But I do love sports and I'm competitive, but I'm not obsessive about them. In other words, I don't just wake up thinking, I can't wait to play tennis or pickleball today. I love playing them, but I'm not like committed to wanting to so improve. And I do want to improve actually. And I do watch some YouTube videos, but it's not like that's all I want to spend my time doing necessarily. So I just kind of have that as a hobby. If you find that you're really kind of, you want, you want something, you like it, you enjoy it a little bit more than a hobby or just a, a pastime for you or maybe a form of exercise, then that's where you become a little bit more obsessive about it. And that's probably when it's a much better better fit for you. You know, I am obsessive about sharing my faith via this podcast and via my writing. And I do kind of pine away about ways to do that. And I do want to bless others in that way. So I'm very passionate about those and I'm very committed to those. And I'm, I also want to learn how to become better and I'm willing to work hard to become better in those areas. So, um, so just do your desires reflect that natural calling or gifting that God has given you. Number four, can you get a second opinion? Uh, you know, some kind of outside perspective really does help. Do others encourage you on your journey to quote, win or succeed in life? If they do, it's probably a good sign that you're on a good track. If you want to open up a cupcake, cupcake shop, for example, bake cupcakes for your friends and family first and legitimately ask them for their opinions and feedback. I mean, if you're the one that can bake cookies like nobody's business or you can grow a glorious tomato, this is not happen chance. God has gifted you with this ability. My neighbor grows a lovely garden and if you could only see my sorry tomatoes and green peppers, I don't know. I, I, you know, but there again, it's not like I desire to just open up books and research and read and figure out how can I grow a better tomato or what kind of soil do I need for this? I don't know. I'm just not really that passionate about it, but I love the result. I love the end result. So, but really I don't mind supporting the local farmer's market instead because I've just, you know, it doesn't crank my engines, but my neighbor, we're just a little yard apart, but she is good at it. Me? Not exactly. So run your idea by several trusted friends. All critics are not wrong. Listen to them. Sometimes their feedback is really valuable. Okay, so we make sure our desires line up with God's will. We make sure we aim to serve others. Our desires are matched with our God-given abilities and talents, and others support those talents, encouraging us. And number five, are you ready to sacrifice to achieve your desires? Unlike King Saul, who thought sacrifice was better than obedience, David knew his heart must be set on God first and foremost. Obey and then sacrifice, not sacrifice and then obey. You know, if God calls you to become a doctor, for example, the road to this profession is arduous and will involve money and time. And you have to kind of be obedient and committed to that calling. But there's also the element of sacrifice Obedient first, yes. Stepping up to the plate, yes, to what God has called you to do, but expect to sacrifice as well. The road to becoming a doctor is arduous and it may involve a lot of money 
and a lot of time. So are you prepared to sacrifice your money and time to chase those dreams that you have and those desires and to bless the world with what only you can uniquely do? Are you willing to put in the grit, grit and grunt work to make your dreams come true? As I read Psalm 20, see if you can listen for these basic principles of number one, a desire for God's will to be done. Number two, a desire to serve others. Number three, a desire to operate in the natural giftings that God has bestowed and all he has given us, uh, not boasting in our own efforts and endeavors, but instead boasting on God's goodness and provision, indeed boasting in his very name. Number four, a desire for sound counsel that will actually come to pass. You know, something that's said and given to us that will mark our journey. And then number five, a desire to sacrifice by working hard. The grit to see the victory and obediently step into this calling. Let's listen. Psalm 20, the NASB version. May the Lord answer you on a day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and support you from Zion. May he remember all your meal offerings and accept your burnt offering. May he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill your whole plan. We will sing for joy over your victory, and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your desires. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some praise their chariots and some their horses, but we will praise the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stood upright. Save, Lord, may the King answer us on the day we call. And this is the word of the Lord. Well, Brain Changer, I hope your engines are revved and that maybe today you have made a decision to become that dream chaser in every sense of the word. As Psalm 37, 4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. As I think back on this psalm, what the people were saying to their king, and the victory they had in this battle, I take note that a big part of King David's calling and purpose were to lead the nation of Israel, and God thought David was exactly the right man for the job. David had his eyes set on God first. He aimed to be obedient in this office. He recognized that his kingship was critical in serving the Hebrew people, yet he never lost sight that he was first a servant of God. His heart was geared toward God. God built David to be brave. Do you remember how he fought the lion and the bear, not to mention the the giant Goliath? David naturally brought this courage to his kingship as he was a mighty warrior. He sought counsel first from the Lord, and he also had the prophet Samuel and his good friend Nathan to help him keep his desires in check and to make sure they were godly. No doubt David worked hard. When he obeyed first and then second was willing to sacrifice, his purpose shined the brightest. So as we close, I want to ask you again, What is your dream, your calling, your purpose? How can you be a contributor? Is there a dream inside you that's been dormant for a while? What is it that you've always wanted to do, but have been a bit afraid to actually start? 
Do you want to launch a business or a ministry? Do you want to write a book, create an online community, sell your hand-stitched designs or the jewelry you've been crafting? Want to start a baking company? As someone who personally pivoted a few years ago and is now trying to transition from full-time teaching to full-time podcasting, coaching, and writing, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's scary. Yes, sometimes I feel unworthy or not qualified. But I have learned to use my thoughts to change my brain. God planted this dream in my heart, and I'm going to go with what he says about it. There is a lot I don't know about business, but I do know the who behind my dream, and I am committed to show up and be consistent to provide value, inspiration, and encouragement to you, my listener. And I really want to do all of this in practical ways. I don't want our conversations always to be lofty and kind of out there, and I never want you to think that I'm some Sally super Christian. Uh, No way. I want this to be real and important, significant. I want to provide value for you, inspiration and encouragement. This is one of the reasons I covet your support. Thank you so much for spending your time here with me a couple times each week. Let's keep the fire burning, shall we? Victoria, no, sorry, that's the wrong address, but drop me a line at choose to think at gmail.com and let me know how I might support you. You can also Facebook message me. So, all right, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you for bestowing your amazing gifts and talents upon each one of your children so we can be contributors. There's someone who needs what we have. For those who haven't quite figured out their purpose and calling, stir it up even now in their hearts and minds. Help us to turn over a new leaf and grow excited about serving others in ways that matter to you. Create in us pure hearts with you as number one. Help us to keep our eyes on Jesus as the author and perfecter of our faith. And when we feel afraid, remind us that you've not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and a sound mind. Teach us to take those thoughts captive that stand in the way of the purpose you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And please stay in touch. Come on over to my website. It's victoriadwalker.com. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.